Welcome to Beyond Speaking with Brian Lord, a podcast featuring deeper conversations with the world's top speakers. Hi, I'm Brian Lord, your host of the Beyond Speaking podcast. And today we have on Michelle Singletary. Uh, Michelle is a nationally syndicated personal finance columnist for the Washington Post. Her award-winning column, The Color of Money, is is, uh, carried in dozens of papers across the country. Uh, Personally, we are big fans of her premiere. We have our own event series for our employees called Premier University. And we uh, invited Michelle to come in and talk to our own employees. So she's somebody that we trust a lot and have been big fans of for years. So Michelle, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Wish I could be there in person. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you're, you're a lot of fun to have in person, which a lot of times people, I don't, sometimes people say, well, I don't know if a personal finance person could be that fun, but Michelle Singletary uh, definitely is that. So, uh, <laughs> so thanks for coming on. So uh, the two big things that we want to talk about. So right now we're recording this in April of 2020 and the coronavirus and its effects on, uh, on everyone are on the top of everyone's mind. Uh, so we'd like to focus on two main topics. So for part one, what do companies need to do to help employees manage their finances during the coronavirus crisis? And what can they do to help or prepare their employees who may be laid off or furloughed? And then two, from the personal side, what do employees uh, need to do with their personal finances uh, during this time? So let's start off with the first part. What do companies need to do to help employees manage their finances during this crisis? You know, the biggest thing that employees can do right now is to communicate with their employee base. What are you going through? Um, Because even if they still have their job and they're still doing their job, there's all kinds of pressure from the people around them. Maybe their spouse was laid off. Maybe their adult children are having issues. And I know for myself, my two college students are here in the house. And so we know that studies show that employees have issues with performance a lot of times because of the financial issues that are impacting their life. So even if they've got a job, they've got all this other pressure and maybe they're sending money to other people. And so I would encourage constant communication, maybe even a daily or, you know, twice a week um, uh, email or announcement, like how things going, or there anything that I can do, um, continue to point them to any um, employee uh, portal that you have for help, um, EAP program, um, any, you know, counselors available, anything you can do to help relieve the stress and pressure, which is going to help your bottom line. If you're still working and you've got people still working, believe me, they are very stressed. And that stress relates to their productivity, which relates to your bottom line um, and to their bottom line as well. I mean, people might be eating out more and spending money, even though we're inside. So that's the one thing, communicate them. And then secondly, let them know about all the resources available to them through the various stimulus package. For example, recently passed uh, was the CARES Act, and that allowed people to tap their 401k money um, if they have a financial need. And again, you might think, well, they are, they're still working, but maybe their spouse isn't, or they're sending money to other people in their family, so they might need to pull money out. CARES Act allows them to now pull it out if they're 59 and a half and younger without that 10% penalty. Um, And so that's something that you should know. So you could be sending out information to them about what's available. The CARES Act also allows people to borrow more from their retirement plan if the company allows loans. So uh, typically there's a loan limit of about $50,000. So now they've 
uh, push that up to a hundred thousand dollars. Now, clearly, we don't want people pulling that money out. But if if the circumstances stand that they have to, um, that that that's there, so they can pull out that loan. Uh, and also, the loan payments aren't due right away. They get a year's break. And if they already have a loan, they can pause that loan up to a year. These are all things that will help uh, alleviate their stress. Um, again, even if they're not feeling it in terms of uh, working. And is that for anybody or just people that are have gotten the actual virus or is it just anybody affected in the economy? That's a really good question. Yes, it has to be coronavirus related. So if they if they have it, their spouse has it, and also maybe their children are home because they can can't go to school, they would be able to um, to tap these resources, maybe a relative, anything that would, anything that's related to them and the virus, they can tap these funds. And the employer gets to decide. So employers clearly would know more about people's lives, um, but particularly if a spouse has gotten it or, or got sick, or maybe they're being quarantined, maybe they can, the, the, the uh, business is still open for people to come in, but people have to self-quarantine. So anything related to the COVID 19 that would allow them to tap these new resources the uh, a suspension of the 10% penalty if you're 59 and a half or younger and also the increase in the 401k loans and there's all kinds of provisions with that as well for example with the withdrawal from the plan they have up to three years to pay it back and three years to pay the taxes on it so people can and the good thing about that is the reason why employers want to emphasize is because they're probably thinking well i don't want to tell people how to take money out but um, if you tell them, hey, listen, you can still contribute to your plan and not worry that you have to take that money and use it later. So this way you can say, hey, keep, keep putting it in there because there's this law that says you can take it out without that penalty. So that works both ways, right? Employees don't have all these people taking money out of their, uh, I shouldn't say that, um, employees don't have all these, um, let me rephrase that. Employers don't have all these people stopping their contributions because they want to stockpile money. So now they can still contribute to their plan with the knowledge that they can take that money out later if they need it. And that's a really good benefit for employers. So you can encourage them to do that. And so are employers still uh, putting money in or matching funds right now? Or I guess is that something they need to discuss with employees? Well, I, it's, it's interesting to say that. I wrote a column recently that more, not a lot right now, but more employers are suspending or reducing their matching contributions. Uh, clearly a lot that are impacted directly, um, you know, uh, entertainment, travel, restaurant. But surprisingly, not as many as you would thought. Still, many employers are doing a matching contribution. Now, if you think that you're going to be doing this, the sooner you tell people, the better, you know, um, if you know for sure you're going to do it, um, that you're going to have to suspend it. And then I would recommend it if you are going to suspend it, try to do it so that you say, you know, we're going to suspend it until this date and let's see what happens so that people have encouragement that the, the, the match will, you know, get back on track once this whole crisis ends. And with, if you have to suspend or reduce your matching contribution, because everyone sort of understands what's going on, you know, also follow that with advice that says, listen, I know this was a, a bait for you to get, you know, to, to contribute to your retirement plan, but don't stop just because the match is not there. The match was a bonus. You still need to, to, to save for your retirement. 
So again, remember at the beginning of the interview, I talked about how you communicate with people. If you just let them know what's going on and that you're not doing these things out of malice, people will go along with you better if they understand what's going on. And there's an end date to this. Hmm. And, and so um, from that too, so obviously you've got some companies that are continuing business, um, maybe not as usual, but, but closer than others. And then some, they are, um, you know, communicating with employees that they may have to lay off or furlough, uh, you know, having some of those difficult decisions uh, or conversations. What advice would you have for those uh, leaders or executives for those companies? Yeah, if companies find that they are going to have to have layoffs and furloughs, that's a tough conversation. And I don't know if there's anything that you can really say that will make people feel better about it. But just be honest, share with as much as that you can. You know, obviously, people don't want to lay uh, folks off. And so the best thing that you can do is communicate and have resources readily available to point people towards, say, for example, counseling. So that's where your employee assistance program becomes key. And also, if you're if people have health care, mental health um, uh, services through their health care plan. Um, it's hard to sell, tell people to go see counseling because we all have these issues around that. But you, this can be a very stressful time. And you want to be able to show that you have the resources there for people right there. So if there's an announcement, so here's where you go. And I'm sure the companies already know how to do this. Mm -hmm. um, but, but you also want to have you know, community resources. Where can they go to, you know, um, you hate to say this, but food banks and, and social services and, and all kinds of, you know, just have the list and stuff ready there, ready for them. Um, especially if you have a lot of people who are lower income, their salaries um, would already be tough to make um, a living with what they had. Um, communication is just so key and compassionate communication. Don't just send a, a memo, you know, have your, talk to your managers, you know, have them have conversations with people one-on-one. -on -one. It's much easier um, on the employee, maybe not the person giving the information um, to say, we've got, we got to shut down. I'm so, so sorry. Here's some things that I can, you know, help you with some, some resources, both from the company's point of view and the community point of view. Now, from the second big uh, side of this is employees or, or you know, providers or whoever it might be, uh, you know, within their, from themselves, for their families, what advice would you give for them for a, uh, from the personal finance perspective? Yeah, so if you are faced, if your employees are faced with a layoff or furlough, you, um, this is what I've been telling people, this is what I've been writing, um, that you have to triage your bills just like an emergency room staff would do. So when an emergency room is full of patients, they triage them. So they take care of the ones that are sicker, really, in more critical condition. And that's what they have to do with their bills. So um, this is the kind of information that you can provide them certainly you know i talk to people about this all the time so you know rent mortgage child support utilities those come first and debts come you know get back in line like if someone had a you know a twisted ankle you know they're going to go behind somebody who has is having a heart attack mm -hmm. and while you would never encourage people not to pay your debts this is an extraordinary time with um and that means extraordinary measures had to be taken so they may have to put their debt 
payments on pause. Now to do that, they need to communicate with their lenders, you know, their, their mortgage company, their, their landlord, not their landlords, but you know, credit card companies, let them know what's going on and encourage them to do that. Many lenders have set up separate lines to help people. They've sent down emails, but communicate to them, take care of the necessities first. And if something can go, let it go until you can get yourself in another position where you can pay your, your expenses. Encourage them to apply for unemployment insurance. And I have to tell you, the line is long. People are waiting for hours and days before they can get through. You want to let them know that. Don't just say, apply for unemployment without some sort of indication of this, this is going to be hard to apply for it. But you want to, whatever state you're in, you want to let them know what's the maximum they can get, what, you know, and, and the procedure you want to, again, the more information you give people, the better, because when this happens, it's like people just go into shutdown mode. They're just like this. Mm -hmm. And the more they have in front of them, they don't have to search for a number. They don't know. They don't have to go on the internet for hours and try to figure out how to do something. The better it is because hopefully these jobs will come back and you want people to come back knowing that when they left, you were as compassionate and as possible. And you also gave them enough information to help them weather this storm. How, if people are still in uh, having a job, how should they approach it? I know there's, uh, you know, how much should you spend? How much should you not? What should you spend money on? What should you save? What advice would you give people from that perspective that still do have a job? Right. I have one phrase for you right now. This applies to everybody. Cash is king. <laughs> so if you still are working and you're paying your people, encourage them to save, save, save. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that this, because we don't know what's happening. Those industries that are doing okay and still let, you know, like you and I can work from home. We don't know what's going to happen in six months. And it might be that it changes, it upends it. So right now, if you never have, and that emergency fund now is the time to have it because you have hopefully reduced expenses. If you're working from home, you're not commuting, you're not paying for parking, you're not eating lunch out. Um, so this is the time to build that emergency fund, that three to six months emergency fund. I encourage people to have something called a life happens fund for when things in life happen. So you might not be driving around as much, but your kids are home breaking up stuff. <laughs> you know, you know, like in my house, they had the lights on all the time. It's like, <laughs> up my lights out. <laughs> so I'm running behind them cutting lights out, but my, my, you know, my electricity bill is going to be through the roof for this time period you know more kids on they're on the internet and all those mm -hmm. expenses and you might be renting more movies or you have, and even though restaurants have closed many are doing takeouts you might just be so stressed that you're ordering out actually even more than when you were when we weren't in this crisis because i know we are in our house because i'm just when i finish working i'm exhausted yeah you know, a little depressed and i'm just like i'm gonna just go ahead and order that burger but you want to pause on that you want to make sure so triage your bills pay what's necessary build up those emergency funds now that you don't have all those expenses because your kids aren't out they aren't doing sports activities and all the things that you have to pay for that let that money roll into a bank account, right? And put it to the side because you just don't know what's going to happen down the end. You, I mean, we pray and hope that people won't lose their jobs. So you plan for the best in it, you know, um, what is it? <laughs> you hope for the best and plan for the worst. Yeah. Um, and so that's what you want to do right now. 
And then, you know, also, um, this is a little past the whole, you know, work and employee, but just if you got extra, help other people. You know, maybe you know some coworkers, maybe their spouse is laid off. Um, and maybe you can help them, even like buy groceries or send groceries over to them. We are all in this together. Uh, and I think companies should encourage their employees to be as generous as they can afford to be. Um, because that will, the, the key, I figure, if I'm an employer, I want people who are as stress-free as possible. Anything that I can do to help them means means more for me and my company. If you just want to look at the bottom line, happy employees, less stress employees, it directly impacts your bottom line. Mm -hmm. And what about uh, saving for other things like uh, college? I know you mentioned retirement a little bit, but it, uh, you know, like I've got four kids. And so that's one of the things that we always try to do. What advice would you give for people uh, for some of those things beyond an emergency fund right now? If you're still working and you still have your regular income and it doesn't look like there's going to be any layoffs or furlough, then continue funding those things. Continue funding your retirement plan. In fact, if a match is taken away, put more in to make up for that match. Mm -hmm. If you're saving for your kids' college fund, continue to do that. Uh, and then, like I said, with any of the savings that you have, because we're not moving around and doing all the things that we normally do. Many people had to cancel their vacation, take that money and put it into their college fund. I, I'm a big believer in a 529 plan. I had one for each of my children and they have all gone to college or are going to college currently with no debt. They don't have debt and we don't have debt for them because we practice this. So, you know, the one thing about when crisis and storm happens, it makes us really assess what's important right? Because everything gets shut down. And now you know that you need to do certain things. And so I would continue funding all those. If, however, there is some indication that there may be a disruption in your income, then I would pull back on some of that. I would pull back on retirement savings. I would pull back on putting money in the college fund because you want to triage. You want to save that money for the things that you need, a roof over your head, food on your table, your lights on. That's a priority right now. And I know it goes against everything we've told people, but when you are in a storm, you know, you've got to do what you need to do. You've got to put the sandbags up against the window. You can put your umbrellas up and secure yourself. Once this is all over, we can talk about how to get back on track. That's what I do for a living. When I come out to speak to people, I can help them get back on track. Mm -hmm. Right now, I need you to take care of the most important things right now is your financial security and those things that we talked about. Down the road, we can get back on track. It's not, it's never an end. You know, even if you're closer to retirement, we still help you get back on track. Now, you might have to make some different decisions, like maybe that Florida home you're going to move to or something like that or travel across the world. You might not be able to do that. Mm -hmm. You might have to, you know, shared housing somewhere down the road. So there's a way to get back on track. And I think a lot of people are worried about that. If they tap their reti retirement or they have to stop uh, funding their kids' college, what is going to happen? And in that as to the stress of what's already going on. Hey, listen, your kids can still get a college education. They can go to community college for two years and then transfer to a four-year university. They can go to transfer to a four-year university and live at home. And I know right now people are like, oh, <laughs> I want them out. But the storm came 
our roof got blown off. And when the storm ends, we got to put that roof back on and do some things a little differently if we didn't have the resources. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Life brings us all kinds of things. And we need to be able to pivot when things like that happen. And the more employees can do to help that, the better. What bright spots do you see? I know you're uh, an optimistic person uh, by nature, at least at least I, I think so. So what bright <laughs> spots do you what bright spots do you see to give some people some encouragement? You know, it's so interesting to ask that. A reader sent me an email, and you know, I preach about financial uh, security. I preach about being frugal. I talk about you know, you need to save, 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 and get rid of your debt. And now all this is happening. Some people are in the situation that they're in because they didn't do, they didn't follow any of that advice when they now listen, to Michelle. Yeah, I know they didn't listen, <laughs> right? And but this is not the time to to berate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the time to wag your finger. I told you so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a time when I could do that where we're all passes and I can fuss. So what what I see, the hope I see, is that I believe people are now starting to realize what's important. Mm-hmm. Because we've been running around doing a whole bunch of stuff, spending a whole bunch of money. And now that we have to stay home and be with our kids, you realize you don't have to have them involved in a hundred million things costing you all this money. Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily send them away if you don't have the money for them to go out of state. We are realizing now how important it is to have that emergency fund. Um, and, and, and I think, that it, this, this crisis has allowed us to pause because we have to stay in place. Um, it, it has allowed individuals to think about what's the most important. Because I've always told people, spend your money on the things that really matter to you. Mm-hmm. Saving for college, your retirement. You don't, we, we have been vacationing in our homes and we're getting through it. So you don't have to take a vacation that you can't afford. I think from an employer's point of view, I think they're realizing the things that they should have had in place and need to have in place. Um, A contingency plan. Maybe they didn't save as much as they should have. Maybe they didn't put as much. We're talking small business and large. Maybe their reserves needed to be uh, better so that they can take care of their employees if there's a disruption in their business, right? Because businesses need to have a, they need to have an emergency fund to pay their people. Mm -hmm. Um, so that they can keep them working. Uh, Because listen, they know better than I how much it costs to replace people, right? And so people have been laid off and furloughed and they go find another job. Now you've got to replace those people and you have a brain drain, right? Right. And so I think the optimist, the sunshine is that even though right now we're in the clouds and it's stormy and it feels like that pattern on that window, that rain is never going to stop. We know that it will. And we just have to use this time to think about what's the most important. My employees have to come first. They, 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 you've got to think about them first. They are who you are. And individuals, you've got to do the things that we've been preaching about and teaching you. Because my grandmother used to say, my, I was raised by my grandmother. And she didn't make much money, but she was a great saver. And she used to say, you need a rainy day fund because it's always going to rain. <laughs> and right now we're in the middle of a monsoon. And so you got to prepare that. And, and, and I think that to me, 
part of me thinks that maybe, just maybe, we have learned this lesson about what's important. Uh, and it had to take a, a catastrophic thing for the, us to understand that the people we love matter more than the stuff right? The people we love, our jobs matter more than vacations and, and, and spending money we don't have. And then we have all this debt and we're at work and we can't work because we have all this debt. And if you're not working like you're supposed to, then you're really robbing your employer. Because when you're at work, you're supposed to be doing their work. They're paying you for that. And I think all of this is happening. It's made us realize we have to be better workers. We have to be better savers. We have to be better employers. We have to think about what happens when something like this happens. How do we make sure people still have health care? So when you're negotiating health care services for your employees, think about that. What's the best option, the less costly option? So if they have to go on COBRA, their COBRA payments aren't as much. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you have to think about that, right? So when people are furloughed or, or laid off, they, they maybe not get into the healthcare exchange, they have to use COBRA. Well, make sure that you negotiate the best plan for them so that if that happens, they don't have to pay so much. Negotiate the best uh, plan, uh, retirement plan. Make sure the costs are low enough so that if you have to suspend the match, people still can earn a lot on their, their retirement account because the fees are less, right? Mm -hmm. it, all, it, it all weaves together. So I have a really good retirement plan with really nice low fees if I had to suspend my matching people are gonna still earn money in my plan because I've made sure that the fees are reasonable you see how this works together so that's that's what I'm taking from this because you have to otherwise you'd be depressed every day <laughs> um, and I just I just think that we have all realized and I, I get you know I have to say this I've been very warned by the the emails and notices I have been getting from a lot of uh, companies mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think they some of them have done a really good job with communicating with both the employees and uh, customers like out at where I work they've been sending out regular updates about what's going on and this is where you can go get some help and you know just anything in the community they've been letting us be making us uh, making us aware of uh and i and i've appreciated those notes mm -hmm. well that's great well from us too i know we appreciate it i think it was uh you know, two or three years ago when you spoke, and I know a lot of people have asked me uh, uh, different things that, oh, so she said to do this, right? Or, you know, and of course we, we had that, you know, making that imprint two or three years ago was the perfect time to have that. And so, uh, you know, that's why I wanna make sure that we, we ask you to share with people just because that's, you have such valuable information that helps people and really changes their lives for the better. So, so Michelle, thank you so much for coming on and, and being a part of this. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you're doing this. And um, I hope that, you know, either during this process or afterwards, companies value having good financial information presented to their to their folks from someone does, that's not selling them anything other than providing really good information. I 
you know, you need unbiased sources to help people. And, it, and I think speak to their level as well um, about what they need to do. I do a little fussing, <laughs> you know, a lot of joking. But the fact of the matter is um, we need to prepare ourselves. And we're in the crisis now. You still need to do some crisis management. But when this is over, people are going to be in a lot of financial trouble. And you're going to need to have something to help them through that. Thank you for joining us for the Beyond Speaking podcast. To learn more about today's guest, go to beyondspeak.com. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you listen.